to Hashtag Travel Talks. It's your podcast on the latest digital trends in travel and tourism marketing. And here's your host, Nolly Nicholas. Welcome to a new episode of Travelcast. And today I have the pleasure to receive Fushia Sims. So welcome, Fushia. Thank you, Nolly. Thank you very much for having me on Travelcast. And um, can you present yourself? Yes, sure. So uh, my name is Fuchsia Sims and I live in Australia and I've been working on a new exciting travel app for the last few years. So my background, I guess, I used to be a a tour guide and and raft rivers in the jungle and I saw a real need that the power of adventure could have a really positive effect on on pretty much everyone's lives who put down Put down their normal day life and stepped into nature, they would really change and evolve in a positive way. So I've kind of spent the rest of my career really trying to understand more the mindset and the marketing and technology side that would allow me to influence more and more people globally to get into nature. The business that I that I run and own now is called Adventure Junkie. Adventure Junkie is Earth's sustainable travel game. And we are a new travel app that's really there for the travelers first. And I guess the best way to describe that is think about all those incredible adventures and life-changing adventures that you've done and all the ones that you know about, all the ones your friends are telling you that you must do. Well, basically all these adventures, we've given and allocated a point score and you'll find them all sitting on the Adventure Junkie app. And so every time you go out there and do one of these adventures, you earn points and collect them and go up a leaderboard. So it's a really fun and exciting way to make travel engaging and really turning it into a true game that you can play against yourself or with the rest of the world in case you want to be the number one adventure junkie on earth. Okay. And I want to know the origin story on how did you, I'd say, have the idea of creating this app, Adventure Junkie? So my business partner and I, about three and a half years ago, we're marketers by trade and we were running a small consultancy purely focused on travel uh, as the sector that we were working on. And one quiet Christmas, we just sat there and we'd noticed a lot of our clients were having similar concerns and we started researching some big trends that were happening from around the world. And I guess the first one of those was really the sheer volume of adventure travel. So travel is, I guess, an industry has been growing strength on strength and nothing's been deterring it from, you know, from terrorism to disease to financial crises. Travel always keeps going. And one of the core drivers behind this moving forward in the most recent years is, is adventure travel. It's almost 50% of the reason why people are traveling and that's growing even faster as a sector within the travel space. Uh, The second thing we found was obviously the rise in mobile. Uh, Just obviously everyone has some kind of smart device around them, but more importantly than that, we're actually really comfortable and, and, and willing to book big ticket items on our phones. And I guess the third piece in the puzzle for us is, okay, we have a, obviously a great need and desire and a tool that people are using, but one of the biggest problems that we find with, with phones and apps is well, how do you keep people's attention? Um, there's a lot of abandonware out there. So we did a lot of research and, and gamification has become our tool to keep our audience and tribe engaged. And can you tell us more about, because you present, uh, I would say, a presentation at the 
pure life experience about gamification and the millennials' mindsets. Certainly. Were you at Pure? Uh, no, sadly, no. <laughs> no, 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 that's all right. It was a terrific event, actually. Lots of, lots of thought leaders there. It was great. Um, yes, I mean, I guess going back to gamification, you know, it really is a tool to help people t- to get engaged, right? Um, games are fundamentally in our DNA and we start using them from such a young age. We, all, we call it play, really, not gamification when we're kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we use it to understand the world around us, to motivate each other. We even use it just to interact and learn developmentary skills. And as we evolve and get older, you know, gamification, in, in I guess in its, you know, as, a, as a definition in itself, it's really applying game mechanics into other situations. So things like earning points, competing against your friends, having a leaderboard, um, all those different qualities that we would associate with maybe a sports game or a video game, we're implementing them into different situations. And I guess from a, from a, from a marketing tool and something that we are finding is very interesting is it's a great way to give people reward and recognition and make them find their place within a community. So, for example, on our app, uh, you know, there's, there's thousands of adventures from around the world that you can go off and, and do. And the other thing that's very fun is when you're completing them, you actually earn points and collect patches that are associated to each adventure. And then you earn those points and you move up and down a leaderboard and you can see where you're placed with your friends. A bit like Strava or Fitbit, but for adventure. Okay. And also you talk about the fact that those, I'd say, like uh, your application can save, I would say, us from over-tourism. I'm quite curious, curious to know how. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a big, big word and big goal. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's no mean feat. And I know there's a lot of other people out there doing some really incredible things in a different way to, to what we do. But I guess what we are trying to do is we've seen a massive shift and you brought up the millennials and uh, thank you for that because the millennial traveler is very different to, to other to other travellers that have come before them. So I guess when I use the word millennial, just for some clarity, I'm really looking at that age group that was born from 1980 to 2000. Um, some people may cringe because they don't feel like they're actually a, a millennial when I say 1980. Uh, and that's okay because I like to call you guys something more like a zennial. So you're a little bit more like a Gen X, but you definitely mm-hmm. have the millennial qualities. And we shouldn't be, be, be shy or worried to have those qualities because I really think being a millennial is something that people should be proud of. Um, you know, I, I like to start start by thinking, you know, what, what were our parents doing at, at our age? You know, they had probably four television stations uh, and there was no content left by 10 o'clock so the screen went black <laughs> until 7 a.m. the next yeah. morning. They had two newspapers and a, a telephone in their, in their house. So zoom forward to the characteristics of what some of us that were born in 1980 onwards were experiencing. And oh my goodness, you know, what have we got now? We've got like Netflix, Showtime, Foxtel, Facebook, Instagram, WeChat, Snapchat. We've got like, we've got so much information at our fingertips. You know, there's 5 million apps that are sitting on the Google Play and App Store. We are just overwhelmed with information. So millennials have grown up through this period where it's just it's been a case they've had to navigate and absorb and filter what information is there. So holding their attention and getting them excited is kind of 
very different uh, problem or I guess a very interesting way to start looking at things for, for marketers because we're just so different and overwhelmed with choice. And I guess when it comes to travel, I mean, travel is one of the things that all of us like to define ourselves by. You don't have to be a millennial. It's, it's a psychographic, not a demographic when we start looking at the traveler's mindset. So basically, it's really hard to keep and find people interested in your destination because there's beautiful beaches everywhere. There's great culture happening all over the place. So it's really about understanding how these guys are starting to like to travel and the type of information they're looking for, which will really help brands and businesses get ahead in that space with this audience. Okay. And also what, what make them, I would say, more, I would say, useful to solve this, I would say, over-tourism cases? Yeah, so coming back to the, to the saving, and, and that is that, that millennials, because of the way that we, we have grown up and what we have seen in the world, we are, we're really actually one of the more conscious generations because we have an expectation that, that things around us are sustainable. And we are actually at a point now where we review and are deciding on the trips that we go on and we're making choices and willing to spend more money based on the values and the impact, the positive impact that, that brands and tour operators and even destinations are making on the planet. So to your previous question where you asked how our mission is to save the planet, I guess I just wanted to set the scene of what this mindset and behaviour is becoming And the way that we're, I guess, interpreting this and, and giving some form of a solution is every adventure that you see on Adventure Junkie is curated and we have a set of guiding principles that is derived from the UNWTO and also an industry body group called the Adventure Travel Trade Association. So we're not trying to be a new certification and, and give, give brands a tick of approval that they're doing the right things. We're really looking at what The, the experts and the industry is recognizing and seeing is important to make sure that travel is done well from infrastructure on the ground right through to practices that the brands are doing on a local level supporting communities that they're near. And these guiding principles are the foundation of what comes onto the app. But then on top of that, in our language in terms of when you look at the experiences on, on Adventure Junkie, We also start integrating different categories for travelers to start exploring and finding. So they're not your typical, well, they're all your typical activities from canyoning to beach walking to cycling, but equally you're going to start seeing categories that talk about biodiversity or bi-local, carbon neutral, eco-lodges, um, indigenous, leave no trace. So we're starting to integrate these positive and impactful categories within our product to help educate the traveler. And my other question is, how do you make um, a city, for example, gamification ready? Look, I mean, I think it's more about, I think, I think people are ready for it, to be honest. It's just about the strategy behind why, what are, what are you trying to achieve? And a game is only fun if, if its objectives are actually talking to its users. But, you know, there's a lot of fun. I mean, we work with, you know, Tourism uh, Vancouver, so a city there, and it's really about finding different locations and prompting people across, you know, everyone has different interests. So you can't just focus it on, on you know, the best 
croissant around Paris <laughs> or, the, or the major icons. I mean, yes, they're definitely very important, but I think where games work is where you start finding more unique and bespoke things that, that other people can't find. Or from our perspective, the thing that our users and tribe really enjoy is that they're contributing and they're building our game. So we have a function on there where our users are adding adventures and they're avidly going out and sourcing and finding incredible experiences and telling us about what they are. So we're listening to our audience as well. So look, if Tourism Paris is listening, I'd love to have a chat with them and see if there's ways that we could do some really exciting things that are a little bit different to, to engage this young, exciting market. But also, it's a, let's say it's a new way, for example, for discovering a city outside the, let's say, the usual travel guide that um, everyone could buy or find online also. Look, absolutely. And I think that that's, that's what we're going to see uh, more and more of. And, and if we don't see more and more of it, it's actually what our travelers are demanding. It doesn't matter if you're a 70-year-old or a 17-year-old. We will go and we will definitely be uh, brought in and excited by an icon. Uh, I was actually in Paris recently and, uh, you know, I'm in love with ancient Egypt and I went straight to the Louvre. I knew I really, that was something I must do. But then equally, I was really curious to go off and find things that are off the beaten track so that when I came back and visited my friends or was sitting at a dinner party, I could tell some stories about some really interesting places I had found that, that I had hoped that no one else would know about. We really are looking for bespoke and unique things because we no longer define ourselves by what we buy anymore as a society. We really define ourselves by what we experience and how we experience them. So we don't want to be like everyone else. We want to do things differently and we want to be made to feel like our experience is seriously unique. Okay. And uh, what do you think is gamification can also help, would say, travel agent to be more attractive to not only for millennials, but all the other kind of public? Gamification itself, and I guess if it's if it's looked at, like if I look at it from my product, where that can really help, um, you know, operators and other people is is finding really good demand in different areas that maybe aren't your traditional places. You know, the the beauty of something within my tool is that it's very clear that people love traveling now, particularly millennials. They like going to cities, having the city experience, but then on their weekends, going out to things that are close by, and. In the past, we were booking our adventures much, much further in advance. So uh, the, the classic or the, the older style of a, uh, a tour agent, that's obviously really changed because people are making decisions in the moment. And I think where gamification can help is if, 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 if an agency or, or a group actually has their own system that generates loyalty, people are more inclined to, when they're in that decision-making process, in the last minute perspective, they're more inclined to go to a brand that they've got loyalty with to find out what to do next. Does that answer that question? Yes. No. <laughs> yes, thank you. And I want to know for you, what will be the trend in 2019 in terms of, term of I don't know, technology and its impact in travel? Yeah, no, really, really good question. Um, look, I think that there, there are a few things that are there. I, 
I really believe over tourism is going to be something as a as a and I don't like to call it a trend, but we're already seeing over tourism be a, a serious problem. You know, islands are being closed indefinitely because of the impact on the earth. Tutankhamun's tombs being closed because the breath of of travellers has been degrading. Um, you know, the artifacts there. We're seeing plastic pollution happen. I mean, I only just I only heard this the other day. I'm, some, a lot of people might know this. Um, but basically, the the highest point in the Maldives physically land point is two meters high, but the island that holds all the trash in the Maldives is twelve meters high. We're starting to see some really serious effects of sheer volume of travel. So that's not a tech trend. That that for me is when I say my brand is trying to serve over, over tourism, I'm just trying to look at smarter ways to travel because I think that's going to be at the forefront of a lot of conversations moving forward. Uh, I think that that then lends itself to other things like, um, or, you know, virtual and augmented reality. Uh, if we can't physically go and see these beautiful places in pristine condition, maybe we're going to have a digital experience of some of these places. Yeah. Um, to allow people to feel like they are there and, and perhaps what they, you know, instead of being at Angkor Wat and there's 10,000 people looking at it, you might be the only person there having that experience in your living room. So I think there's some interesting things in, in that regard, but I also think that we're going to keep seeing this huge trend of people being more comfortable and interacting on, on, on their mobiles and, and tablets, the, the, the bigger phones and, and smaller tablets. Yeah. Now I have my last question for you, and I know that I you travel a lot, but I have to ask you uh, anyway: Is what was your most memorable travel? Most memorable travel? Oh, that's a really hard one. <laughs> yeah, um, tricky one. Okay. Do you have yours? Do you does yours pop to mind straight away? Uh, mine, I have mine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, give me another another second here. Um, well, look, I guess I really love the Scandinavian region. And okay. I think one of the reasons I, I like that so much is because I just feel so tiny and minute in nature. <laughs> you know, it's really just like, wow, nature is so in control. And I think one of my one of my most impactful experiences it was, it was I was in Iceland and I went uh, mountaineering with the Icelandic mountain guides we did some ice climbing on a glacier and it was just absolutely extraordinary but equally it was a really interesting uh, situation where I got to walk from the car and we walked for a kilometer before my foot had stepped on the ice and my guide who was also a geologist asked us to turn back around to the car and um let us know that basically under 12 months ago, the start of the glacier was back at the at the car park and that's how quickly that, that some of these places are, are leaving and changing and I think that was a very impactful, you know, you can hear all about climate change and what's going on but to actually physically feel it and, and see it at that scale was, was a pretty, um, I don't want to say a wow moment but impactful. Yeah, thank you. Understand more your impact when you travel. Exactly. So, Fusha, thank you for your time. So, how can we stay in touch with you? Look, I, I would love to, you know, if people have questions, uh, I'm obviously 
you know, Adventure Junkie is my, my focus at the moment. So I'm always looking for clever and interesting ways to kind of use our technology and, and get really excited with uh, finding businesses and brands that are wanting to do something a little bit differently and equally, you know, I'm, I'm always up for a conversation when it comes to key topics that uh, I might be able to add value to. So I really appreciate for you and the Travel Pass community taking your time to listen. Yeah, I think uh, they do. They will do. <laughs> so thank you and uh, enjoy your time in Australia. I will. Australia. <laughs> Thanks, Mel. <Marlon. laughs> Take bye.